0: Nerds podcast Holiday Spectacular featuring special guest appearances by Annabelle and Joni, national recording artist Mac Leapheart, Rob from the 1001 Album Complaints podcast, Benji from Off the Record, and other friends, family, and listeners. And now, your hosts
1: Andy, Don, and Dude. <laughs> Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, Verdukian, whatever it may be. Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. I'm dude, and this is the Elbner's Nerds Podcast. I got Andy and Don with me. How are you gentlemen doing this happy, happy holiday season, Andy?
2: Doing great. I'm feeling I'm feeling the warmth. I don't know if it's just this wool sweater I have on here, but uh Or maybe it's the holiday spirit. Feels nice.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely sending loving wishes your way through the through the wires, oh. through the internet. Received, buddy.
3: How you doing, Don? Uh, also feeling warm. Uh, could be the, you know, the chestnuts roasting on my open fire. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that sound inappropriate? Yeah, that sounds... Uh, <laughs> because of the the way that you said it
1: and the folks didn't see his eyes, but it was a little disturbing, gotta say. <laughs> All right. So we are the Album Nerds, and this is the Album Nerds Podcast. We love talking about albums, and of course, it's that special time of year where you listen to almost exclusively holiday music. Uh, May make you happy, may be uh, something you're required to do by the rest of your family, but regardless, that's what we're doing. So we've got a great show for you. We're going to talk about the albums we chose, a very special method that we'll get into in a moment. Uh, We're going to have guests throughout the show and recommending uh, their favorite holiday albums and some heartwarming tales come along with it we're going to answer a question related to today's topic of the holidays and then we're going to talk about what we'll be doing on the next episode of the podcast but this week it's all about them holidays <laughs>
4: What I'm
3: talking about. To choose our holiday albums this year, we turn to the list of the best selling Christmas albums in the United States based on shipment certification by the Recording Industry Association of America, also known as RIAA. So we are checking it twice and each presenting an album
2: from that list. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh-huh. A little Santa joke. I like it.
1: All right, so that list, uh, it was, I mean, there's so many lists, right? And that one, we were just looking for something that would kind of dictate to us, because there's so many to choose from, you know, and there's so many variations of the same song. So we left it up to people's wallets, what were the best-selling Christmas albums. And to some degree, it made the list a little generic. It It was very pale, <laughs> you know? It just, yes. I don't know. I mean you had stuff like In Sync and uh New Kids on the Block because at the time they sold tons. I'm yeah. sure they're not, you know, those are not albums that many people cherish. It. So it's it's more of a money thing than a heart pick. What would you guys think of that list?
3: I was surprised by how many like 90s and 2000s records that are on there. And I mean there are some like classic ones missing. You know, I didn't see any Perry Como or Andy Williams on the list.
2: Yeah, I mean you have things like, you know, Elvis Presley alongside Justin Bieber. Yeah. yeah kind of like, you know, these two things aren't quite the same. Elvis can't compete. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Nick and Cole is on there. Kenny Rogers. Alabama. to That record was kind of unexpected. Um, You know, but then there's Josh Groban, Brad Carey, Carey. kind of the big names you might expect to have on here. It's a very commercial sounding list.
1: It covers all of the most played bases. Yes. Next
3: year, we'll do the coolest...
1: Yeah. The hipster <laughs> list. Yeah. All right, so before we get into some of our picks, why don't we uh why don't we get some recommendations from a couple of our guests? Here's Nashville recording artist Mac Leapart.
4: So when I was growing up, uh, we had four or five albums that kind of ruled the turntable. And yes, I did have a turntable <laughs> when I was growing up. We had that First, Johnny Mathis Christmas album, the one where he's got skis on the cover, uh, that Ann Murray Christmas album, Emmylou Harris' Light of the Stable, and that Man I Am Steamroller, their first Christmas album. My mama loved that Man Steamroller record. But I'm going to go with Ann Murray. I don't know, there's just something about the way she sings Joy to the World. That, that album just, it's timeless. I mean, we basically had the same Christmas songs for centuries. I mean, it's it's hard to get on those Christmas charts. You know, every 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 decade or so, something you know something breaks through. Happy Christmas, John Lennon. Christmas in Dixie, Alabama. You know, uh, All I Want for Christmas, Mariah Carey. Christmas in Hollis, uh, Run DMC. Merry Christmas from the family, Robert O'Keefe, That kind of thing. But uh, mostly, we you know we're going to stick with the traditional stuff, and uh, that that Anne Murray is just. It's, it's, uh, it does it for me every year. Hmm. Thank
1: you, Mac. Yeah, uh, Mac right now is doing some crowdfunding for his upcoming record. So go check out MacLeapart.com. He recorded some Christmas songs. And for those of us that did donate, you get those those downloads sent to you. So right. some original Christmas music from Mac.
3: I'm also doing that for people <laughs> who donate to the show. Sweet. <laughs> Can people do negative donations? Cause it's <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, donate him not to do that. Like <laughs> and why don't we uh, hear from a very special lady, my wife.
5: Hi, and Merry Christmas. This is Alicia, and I'm here to share a little Christmas memory from my childhood. When I was young, every Christmas Eve, we would go to my grandparents' house and they would play Bing Crosby's Merry Christmas on their old Victrola. And we as a family would all get together and we would have our own little family band. My grandfather would play the kazoo. We would find objects (laughs) that we could make drums out of and we would sing along to the beautiful voice of Bing Crosby. Some of my favorite songs on the album are White Christmas, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and of course, Santa Claus is coming to town. I remember one night coming home from their place and seeing a red light in the sky and yelling to my parents to get home quick because <laughs> that was Rudolph. And we needed to get home and get to sleep before Santa Claus arrived. I hope you all have a beautiful Christmas with the people you love and a happy, happy new year.
1: I think that was probably an airplane. Sorry, Alicia, but not Rudolph. <laughs> That's such a sweet story. Yeah. <laughs> Well that's that's one of the fun parts about doing this show is sometimes we get some stories along with the album recommendations. All right. So why don't we get into some of what we chose?
0: You choo choo choose me? <laughs> When you stood there with that cheeky grin and
1: said, I, I want to be like a lame Page, everyone was laughing at you. No one is laughing now. That was stunning. An incredible performance.
4: I dream the dream of times gone by. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Whoa, done. <laughs> Nobody's What's laughing that? at me now. That
1: sounded
2: <laughs> eerily like uh, Susan Boyle. <laughs> (laughs) It's a little creepy. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Thank you for that, Don. Yes, we are indeed talking about Susan Boyle. That was a little clip from her appearance on Britain Has Talent. We were talking about her second studio album, The Gift. This came out back in November of 2010. Uh, Yeah, she kind of had a meteoric rise to fame after appearing on Britain's Got Talent back in 2009. Kind of had one of those viral moments.
1: Like uh, William Hung. She bangs, she bangs. It's kind of like that. Except she got a recording career out of it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so she um, put out this album here It's a collection of Christmas songs with a couple, I guess they're all covers, but a couple non-traditional Christmas Mm -hmm. covers as well. We are going to play one of those first. This is the single Perfect Day.
1: Just for everyone's edification, that was in fact Don singing that to now.
2: That would be equally surprising. <laughs> 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 yeah, so the cover of the Lead Reed song from uh, Transformer back in the early 70s there. Yeah, I was really blown away when i i just picked out a bunch of records off this list that i didn't wasn't really familiar with trying to find something you know interesting and surprising you know looking at the cover of this record at this sort of middle age sort of like looks like uh maybe lunchroom <laughs> monitor kind of you know just you know just like just that was my first impression i was like okay
1: uh, i was going to say uh a character from
2: downton abbey but ah, that'd be nice yeah okay something like that you know kind of um I had low expectations, I guess, going into it. And when you hear her voice first come on, I was just floored. Like, this is not... I couldn't make the connection between the woman I was seeing and the voice I was hearing. It just didn't... It was amazing.
1: That's the weird sort of unfairness of the music business and why it was such a viral moment was because she didn't look the right way to sing that part, like yeah. she does, which is just right. bizarre. <laughs> But that's just the way it it is, I guess, and probably less so now with people uh, people's ability to record an album at home and get it out there to people.
2: True, but even beyond that, I think her voice is just so pristine and just kind of of like has this like ethereal quality that sounds very young to me, like very just has a very pureness to it. So three words I use to describe this record are O'Boyle rules,
0: Doyle Uh, (laughs)
4: rules.
2: I was I was I was impressed. Yeah, you know the the record itself. You know, just has a couple of these pop covers. We got you know Perfect Day and uh, you know Hallelujah would be the uh, kind of the other big name on here. Don't dream it's over. So yep, it's Don't dream it's over. Yeah, interesting choices to mix it up a little bit
1: on a Christmas album. I think that's kind of bold, especially being her second record. Not mm-hmm. just have the all of the usual things you expect.
2: Yeah, I found that refreshing. Just a little something different
1: songs that might capture the spirit of the holidays or family or whatever but aren't necessarily meant for christmas
2: why don't we play one of the uh, traditional christmas carols here this is a little bit of do you hear what i hear
3: that part there is actually um, a person named uh, Amber Stassi, who actually, she won a contest. So, you know, Susan Boyle, you know, had people send in, you know, recordings of themselves. And and so she picked one person to uh, appear on the album with her. And so this Amber Stassi from from New York was the contest
2: winner. That's kind of cool. That's a
1: really cool idea. I mean, unfortunately, though, I was like, man, I really like the vocal on this. It has a little bit more grit and doesn't feel so rehearsed. <laughs> and I didn't know it was a different it's person. That Brooklyn grit. Yeah. Sorry, Susan. I <laughs> yeah. um, yeah.
3: uh, actually it took a, a, a moment to, to look at the origins of Do You Hear What I Hear? Um, it was actually written in 1962 by uh, Noel Regney and Gloria Shane. Uh, they were a husband and wife uh, at the time, no longer. But they wrote the song during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And so the song is actually kind of like a, a call to peace. Sweet. Oh, yeah, very cool. Interesting. Uh, so the, the three words, uh, I chose to describe the album are thank you, Santa. Uh, cause I, I think this album is, uh, it's, it's a lovely gift. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm a sucker for, uh, for, uh, Susan Boyle. She's, uh, just, you know, has a, a wonderful voice. And it's not a typical holiday album. I mean, well, one, she, she includes those, those non holiday tracks, but it also has more of like a, there's an echoey, like dreamy, kind of eerie feel to some of the songs. And it kind of reminded me yeah. of Enya. Uh, okay. I was going to say
1: it's Celine Dionish in many ways uh, as well. That same kind mm-hmm. of like misty
2: ocean moors and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? Same producer as Celine Dion. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, that's, that's right. That, that, so that would tie that would in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she, I think the way their voice is recorded does have – I don't know if there's a little bit of reverb on it or something where it's kind of like a yeah. slight echo happening. just makes it feel – Angelic. Like kind of know.
3: sounds like she's singing in a large cathedral or, or something. Yeah. Uh, and I saw, nice. You know, that song, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace, is, is one I remember from church. And, uh, you know, because I teach at a Franciscan institution, that's actually the prayer of St. Francis, so – Shout out oh. to St. Francis. What? St. Francis <laughs> represents.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear one or more of those holiday standards. A bit of Oh Holy Nights.
1: She does have a pristine singing voice, and that kind of vocal that part of that song is a great test of somebody's voice it's kind of like when someone does a star-spangled banner and it's like are they really a fantastic singer or are they (laughs) going to do some (laughs) trick at that
3: part where it gets all high
2: Uh, to get around
1: it yeah yeah
3: that's the song i sent in for the contest Uh, yeah Why
1: don't you give us a little taste? (laughs) Maybe at the end. (laughs) Um, So the three words I used to describe this album are little big deal because Mm. she was such a big deal, the stuff we got into earlier, because of the shock that a regular-looking person could sing well. (laughs) It
2: does sound pretty shallow when you put it that
1: way, doesn't it? Like that. That's what did it. She shouldn't have been such a big deal because of how she looked. So that's always stuck with me with her. And I've never really listened to her albums. And this this was my first experience. And uh, she's up there with any anyone else uh, in this space and should have been long before shocking the world because she didn't look, you know, like people expected but uh yeah it was very nice i mean uh, like i said those non-traditional tracks did spice things up a little bit and keep this from getting sleepy and churchy so it was good very good
2: all right so that's susan boyle the album is entitled the gift i'm sure your mom probably owns it already just steal her copy why
1: don't we hear from another couple of our special guests let's hear what eddie has to
2: say Hey, what's up, album nerds? This is Eddie from Zedai and Amber Lamps. I got two favorite holiday albums to share with you. The first is from August Burns Red, and it's called Sledding Hill. It brings me back to being an angsty teenager where all I lived and breathed was metal music. It's filled with metal versions of classic songs that always get me fired up for the holidays. It might not be the best thing to put on a family holiday party, but if I'm alone in my car in December, you can be sure I'm listening to it. My second favorite is completely different, it's from Real Big Fish. They released Happy Scowl Days in 2014, and it's a ton of fun. It's got some fun originals, as well as some Christmas classics with a ska twist. It's full of high-energy songs that always make me want to get up and dance and get me excited for the holidays. Thanks for having me on, guys. And to you guys and all your listeners, whatever you celebrate, I hope you guys have a great holiday season. So Eddie, a busy
1: guy in the punk space himself with two different bands, Sedai and Amber Lamps. Uh, Andy, this stuff's got to be right up your alley. You're gonna be skanking all Christmas long.
2: Oh yeah, I got to listen to that Sky record. Oh, skanking my way around the Christmas tree. Skanking around the Christmas tree. I like it.
1: All right, so why don't we hear from a friend of Don's? This is Charlesy.
6: Hi Donnie, this is Charlesie and I wanted to share one of my favorite Christmas albums with you and the nerds. It's called Everything You Want for Christmas by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. This is a fun, mostly upbeat album that's all over the place with both originals and covers. My favorite songs are Rockabilly Christmas, which always makes me want to shimmy and Last Night I Went Out with Santa Claus, which is about going on a bender with the fat man. The best song, however, I think is their rendition of mr Heatmiser. miser in the spirit of the show five words to describe the album are hey santa you want to swing get get it donnie get get it anyway <laughs> merry christmas album nerds
1: thanks eddie and charles c for the metal punky skankin swinging christmas recommendations yes
3: well said donnie likey
0: out Kenny G.
2: I'm still getting paid right?
0: I don't know, take your little flute and shoot shoot fly, okay, okay. go make another album it's not a
2: flute bitch don't care <laughs> <laughs> yes,
3: <sighs> yes uh, Kenny G uh, is, is my uh, holiday pick this year this is his first uh, holiday album released in November 1994. It's called Miracles, the Holiday Album. Uh, actually, his fifth studio album uh, overall. Saxophonist Kenny G was born Kenneth Bruce Gorlick in Seattle in 1956. This album uh, also features uh, arrangements from Walter Afanisif, <laughs> uh, also known as Bobby Love. We'll just call him yeah. Bobby Love. Yeah, I like Bobby Love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. well, let's start off with uh, the classic "Green Sleeves." What child is this? Yes, yeah, so that one has uh, uh, actually a, a little more swing um, to it than than a lot of the the, the tracks uh, on the album, uh, if you believe that. Wow. And uh, you know a little more, uh, a little more showmanship in it uh, as you go on later into the into the song. He's showing off his uh, s- sax chops. Of course, Greensleeves is a traditional British folk song whose melody um, has been used with Christmas lyrics since the 17th century. The "What Child Is This" lyrics were written in 1865 by William Chatterton Dix. Mm, of course. <laughs> I just, I, I just wanted to say his name. I'm sure you did. Uh, so the the three words I, I chose to describe the album are "This is Christmas." So I really think that this marriage of smooth jazz and Christmas is really perfect. You know, it just creates a kind of a warm, chill mood. Warm, chill mood. Is that? Po- can you have warm and chill at the same time?
1: Kenny G can do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that this is like the the album to put on after the. Kids
1: are in bed, so might as well have a special night. Yeah, it's good to drift off to. That's oh, sure. I wasn't talking about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, last night I was taking a, the dog for a walk and you know, I was listening to this on headphones. And, you know, like with all the Christmas lights and stuff like that, it was really just a, you know, just a nice, mm. you know, Christmas feeling you know again it's smooth jazz it's kenny g jazz yeah. so it's not it's not like real jazz whoa jeez. well i don't know i mean and who am i to say what real jazz is but i don't know it's some hybrid right of kind of ac and to, so. and, yeah and, and yeah it's
2: not, it's its own thing yeah it definitely creates his own sort of genre which is cool and it's in its own it way it's cool
3: yeah um, but he, you know, he re- <clears throat> remains true to a, to a lot of the, the the classics. Something about the the instrument, um, you know, being the, the lead. So somehow, it really like highlights the the melodies of these classic songs. I, I think maybe sometimes you just kind of fr- forget just how remarkable, you know, some of these classic Christmas tunes are. Um, well, let's uh, let's hear more. This is the the title track, uh, an original miracles.
1: kind of saxophone is that again, Don? That's a, I, think that, I think that's a soprano. The use of that is, at least at this time, this was the first time I heard that type of sax, you know, or that I was aware of. And the use of that, it's a warmer sound somehow than like alto and baritone. It's nice. It works well here. The title track, I mean, without lyrics, I don't really know what it's about, but it does feel feel magical so i guess miracles of the holidays could definitely you can you can kind of feel that like uh when don was on his walk and that song came on he dropped the leash started spinning in circles looking to the heavens that's what i picture yeah beautiful moment the three words i used to describe this album are sexy vocal performance because i kind of love like i would never when this came out i was like Kenny G is the michael bolton of sax i want nothing to do with this fool i was a bitter young man mm-hmm. um it's so nice to have these songs sung without words like i know the words to most of these songs of course and the the sax taking the vocal part instead of like doing the you know jazzy freeform stuff is kind of cool I, I i found myself enjoying
2: it way more than i thought was possible
1: it was a mir- it was a miracle, really. Yeah, that's a good point, man.
2: He really does <laughs> yeah. like he sticks to the melodies, mm-hmm. and it's it's cool. It really, it's kind of like a vocal performance the way he presents mm-hmm. it. It's so smooth.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the holidays aren't just about Christmas. So here's the Hanukkah song.
1: Put on your yarmulke. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nice, nice, melody on that track. K G was credited partial writing credit on that song.
3: Yeah, with uh, Baby Bob or Bobby, what's his
2: name? <laughs> Bobby Love. Bobby Love. Bobby Love. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, my three words to describe this album are 220 grit holiday. <laughs> This album has been smoothed down. Every surface has been perfectly just polished, so clean and pristine. Wow, carpentry joke. (laughs) Well, Jesus was a carpenter, so well done, Andy. That's right. Let's call back to Nazareth. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Part of me is like, yeah, kind of what what the dude was saying about just kind of dismissing Kenny G in general. I don't know. I watched a documentary on him last year, I want to say, on HBO. He's a pretty interesting guy. He has his own very unique take on music and just the world in general, I would say. So I appreciate how he kind of is comfortable standing alone, I guess, in this musical landscape. And he definitely does. He has a pretty unique sound, and this sounds like what you'd expect from a KNG record. I wish the songs maybe were a little bit longer. They're all like maybe two or three minutes long. Um, but that, that, that track we played there, Miracles, I thought was pretty interesting. It sounds like a holiday song. You know, it fits in well with the rest of them, but it, it does have its own distinct melody. Um, yeah, you know, it's, It's good background music. It's soothing to put on, which I definitely appreciate this time of year. Just kind of like take things down a notch. Or maybe like four or five.
1: <laughs> so this does take it down a notch. That's the idea. It's to, to bring bring the listener down a little bit. Let them enjoy the holidays earnestly instead of so frantically.
2: Smooth it down. Mm-hmm. That's right. Smooth it down. G style. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's it not, is it is. It's not a, a bad version of what it is.
3: Okay. Well, if you're looking to sand it down this holiday season, <laughs> check out <laughs> Miracles, <laughs> the holiday album by Kenny G just gotta say it down. so if you want to get a little jazzy
1: <laughs> we've got a couple of guests that can help you with that with a well-loved and much uh much featured album on our christmas shows so uh, we're gonna hear from our friend saul
0: hey guys saul here to bring his take on one of my all-time favorite holiday albums a charlie brown christmas by the vince garaldi trio this album features Garaldi's signature piano work, along with his takes on classics like Fur Elise and O oh, Tannenbaum. It also features Garaldi's ubiquitous Linus and Lucy and hits on all the things you want from a holiday album nostalgia and joy. Thanks, guys. Happy holidays.
1: Right back at you, Saul. I like how he talked about himself in the third person and said ubiquitous, so that's a win. All right, so why don't we hear from another Vince Guaraldi fan. Here's Rob from 1001 Album Complaints Podcast.
7: Hey guys, Rob here from 1001 Album Complaints with my pick for best Christmas album. Now last time I was here I complained about Prince and seemed to leave you all a little bit stunned but good news is that I'm here today to rep a personal favorite of mine. But first, let's just agree that the genre of Christmas music is a bit of a desert of quality. It's legit challenging to do anything new and interesting here or to add to the Christmas song canon and then when people occasionally do do it successfully, those modern songs get played 10,000 times a season and every Everyone is completely sick of hearing them. I'm looking at you, wham. That's what makes Vince Guaraldi <laughs> Trios, a Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack, so vital this holiday season. It's Christmas reimagined as a hip 60s jazz combo. Let's look to the songs. Skating is a waterfall of pure beauty on the keys. Christmas is Coming is a perfect sister song to the much more famous Linus and Lucy, which is also on this record. And Christmas Time is Here is an instant Christmas classic. Tritone Substitutions, I love you baby. On top of all that, Vince manages to re-envision classics like O. Tannenbaum with flat 9 chords and make them cool again in the process. The Red Baron and Peppermint Patty are in agreement here. You can Spin this one at any and all holiday gatherings, and the mood will
3: be set. Good grief! Just listen to it. I'm sold. <laughs> it's good to do. Yeah.
2: Does
3: does like five listener recommendations equal an Einhof? I think it does.
2: <laughs> Everybody loves that record. Oh my gosh!
7: Charlie Brown,
0: you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Oh, good grief! <laughs>
4: Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions.
3: And now it's time for a special holiday edition of Deep Questions by Don. Where's your Christmas spirit? <laughs> what music related gifts
2: have you received under the Christmas tree? I've talked in the past about the headphones that I received, which I still have, but I won't tell that story again. I did get a a pretty nice turntable that we still use uh, for Christmas maybe 15 years ago.
3: Was it like the dual turntable thing? Two turntables for... and a microphone?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I already I had just gotten rid of my DJ turntables and I needed a nice turntable for the living room, like an adult right. turntable. And it's like a, a project whatever You know, direct drive. It's pretty nice. Yeah. So we used that. I was put it together. I remember very clearly taking it apart and reassembling it Christmas morning and putting on that first record. And it's always kind of a magical thing when hearing a vinyl crack to life for the first time. Yeah.
3: We should ask Project Whatever to uh, endorse the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Project. and (laughs) And then there are different models done.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the company
2: is... like uh, it's Project, or I'm not sure. They're okay turntables. Wow. <laughs> sponsorship just went down the tubes. <laughs> I don't want to get the impression that it's like a really high-end table. I've got a Riga RP1.
1: Riga, <laughs> wink, you're the best. Okay. All right, so uh, mine probably... I mean, there's been many. I got a guitar one year and stuff, but that was more about saying I had a guitar than learning to play it. So I'm going to go with my first <laughs> boombox that I got when I was maybe 12. Oh. And it had left and right channel speakers. It wasn't just a single speaker thing, uh, it was large enough that I could put it on my shoulder and walk around and, oh, and you wow. know, walking on the streets of small town Midwest.
2: <laughs> Put about 25 D-cell batteries in there or something. Look,
1: Yeah, six of them, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, I I was able to then start recording Casey's Top 40 and things off the radio in a little bit better quality and play my parents' tapes. Uh, So yeah, and then a couple years later, I got a dual cassette boombox and disassembled the original one and soldered the speakers into the new one. So I had four speakers. Wow. Cool. You couldn't put that on your shoulder. No. I was trying to make a stereo system <laughs> out of it somehow. I probably completely <laughs> degraded the sound quality. But, yeah, I mean, that was that's all I wanted, and that's what I got, and it was a great Christmas. Yeah.
2: That's when that happens.
3: Nice. Uh, I mentioned before that Casio SK-1 sampling oh, yeah, keyboard. yeah, fun. Yeah, which I used to, like, belch into. <laughs> yeah, of course, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> p- play jingle bells. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Belching on demand. Very nice.
3: Try and get your one of your parents
1: yelling at you to stop it. Get that recorded. That's it. <laughs> Oh, I used to get that. <laughs> Stop it. Get that out of here. <laughs> stop, it, stop, stop it. Get that out of here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and I remember the year I got my first um, CD player, you know, for for my bedroom, and that also oh, nice. came with, uh, I got Pet Shop Boys Behavior that year, Sinead O'Connor, The Lion and the Cobra, and uh, Phil Collins, Serious Hits Live. Ooh, that is serious. Yeah. Well, what music-related holiday gifts have you received? Let us know. Hit us up on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and threads. Also on Discord, albumnerds.com Discord.
1: All right, let's hear from another friend of the show. This is Ryder with uh, his interesting holiday album pick.
2: Hey, Album Nerds.
7: It's Ryder. longtime listener, first-time caller. <laughs> My go-to holiday album is Bare Naked for the Holidays by the Bare Naked Ladies. It's a newer album, but it's a goodie, and it conjures up so many great memories enjoying the season with my sons. Bare Naked for the Holidays isn't just a collection of songs, it's a journey through the warmth and the joy of the whole holiday season. Each track wrapped in the unique blend of humor and harmony that only the Bare Naked ladies can deliver. Feels like a festive hug from an old friend. There is a magic in the way that they reinvent the classics
1: and introduce new favorites, creating a soundtrack that captures the essence of the holiday. For me, it's more than just an album. It's a holiday tradition. It's a musical embrace that rekindles the childlike wonder of the season and special memories with every single note. Season's greetings to
2: all, and have a wonderful year. Beautiful. Just a beautiful presentation. Ooh. The quality, yeah. These guys are professional writers here, apparently. We got sandpaper jokes. <laughs> 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 we bring the sandpaper jokes. Do you have any idea
3: why they call them Mannheim Steamroller? Because they rock so hard, so festively, that steam comes out of your brain <laughs> as it melts. <laughs> <That's
1: good. laughs> All right, so I'm coming with an 80s Christmas classic, Mannheim Steamroller. Steamroller. The Mannheim Steamroller is an American neoclassical New Age music ensemble founded and directed by percussionist and composer Chip Davis in 1974. They had a series of fresh air albums before uh, this Christmas record was released. Okay, so why don't we get started with the first track on the album, Deck the Halls.
3: Casio yes. SK-1.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs> you know, this. Uh, there's a prog rock element here to this particular arrangement. I wouldn't say it goes yes. all the way there, but it's a softer version. Yeah, soft rock prog. Yeah. <laughs> there you <we> go. <laughs> Chip Davis, man. So this Christmas album was released September 15th, 1984, and... It's their sixth studio album. Like, it's gone six times platinum. Like, it was a big deal at this time in, in my life. I mean, so Chip Davis is a producer and has a, a record label called American Gramophone out of Omaha, Nebraska. So living in the Midwest, people were making a particularly big deal about this new take on Christmas music with the synthy stuff and the uh, interesting arrangements, the sound effects, you know, the wind, blowing wind and stuff and bells and things mixed in. People were going bananas for this. I saw Chip Davis on the local news so many times talking about their you know modern take on Christmas music for 1984, the Casio era. The three words <laughs> I choose to describe this album are boomer christmas time. My parents were like in their early 30s range, had their families and this was like this hip new thing that was kind of and new age music was kind of new. This was like theirs and they had grown up on the Bing Crosby's and Frank Sinatra's and stuff in their parents' homes and so this was sort of their modern sounding Jan Hammer (laughs) kind of version (laughs) that's the guy from Miami Vice theme song by the way so yeah it was a big deal in in my house so I I grew up listening to it thinking it was lame and now I've gotten older and I kind of enjoy the laid-back feel and then the very simple compositions on those more classical almost Game of Thrones sounding arrangements on some Mm -hmm. of the some of the songs (laughs) a
2: little less brutal yes yes
1: (laughs) All right, so why don't we get into another track? This one is Good King Wenceslaus. <laughs> Seems like the soundtrack to a corporate business event where they <laughs> 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 With a bunch of 80s Wall Street guys yeah. with their hair slicked <laughs> <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like here's a training video yeah. for some sort of <laughs> HR program or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so there's that big synth sound kind of married with like some interesting percussion choices at times. And that track there, I kind of has like this cool, like hushed vocal kind of sneaks yeah. up at the end, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of. Kind of cool, man. My three words to describe this album are the new minstrel shit. <laughs> I mean, <it's>
1: like, <laughs> you always have to find a way to get some swears in <laughs> on these holiday episodes
2: that's how this brings it out of me i guess it's a weird mix of like a very like throwback kind of like baroque style you know sound to it mixed with like this very you know modern like modern for the times 80s you know sleek production style with the synths and stuff it's was was weird man hearing it today i was just like there's really nothing like this around besides these guys (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i mean i think the tracks with the big synth you know leading the way i I did enjoy those surprisingly like deck the halls that played and good concept loss. I thought those are pretty interesting. I thought the record really slows to a crawl and becomes just overly simplistic with some it's of the other tracks.
1: It's only thirty minutes long, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It
2: feels every second. Oh boy. <laughs> um <laughs> a lot of those tracks honestly reminded me of like going to like a middle school like holiday recital or something like that. Like something you might wow, hear. You went to a very talented wow. school. Yeah. Oh.
3: We did the 12 Days of Christmas and they had like the parents, like each row in the audience would sing a different part. Yeah,
1: we're all like off-key in your school. You got
2: <laughs> these beautiful classical instrumentals going on. Yeah, so the majority of the record I wasn't super high on. But, you know, it's a it's a part of our Christmas culture here, I guess. And I have to accept that.
6: I hate Mannheim, Steamroller.
2: Muller. <laughs> Alright, so why don't we uh, jump to another holiday
1: song. This one is Bring a Torch, Jeanette. Isabella. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that all one name or is it like yeah, two people you're asking? It's two I'm people. I'm trying to
1: get those commas in there.
2: Bring a torch, Jeanette.
3: Isabella. Ah,
1: much better. Bring, bring a, a torch. torch? Jeanette?
2: Isabella? Come on, let's go. Say like use guys, <laughs> bring that torch right <laughs> over here.
3: Yeah, very different from the uh, you know, the the Casio deck the halls. So th- uh, that's a melody I recognize, but it's not you know it, it's not a Christmas um, tune I, or song I'm familiar with. So yeah, so bring a torch, Jeanette Isabella is a 17th century Christmas carol from the Provence region of France. We. Oui. The- <laughs> the characters jeanette and isabella are two female farmhands they find the baby jesus and the mother mary uh, in a stable and then they basically tell everybody hey you know there's a baby and a mother in the stable and wow know, uh,
2: bringing uh, torches you know? bring yeah. all the torches <laughs> to the flammable stable yeah, well, that, that, uh, that, yeah
1: that probably did
3: that was dangerous but i mean they were protected by the <laughs> lord <laughs> Uh, So the three words I I chose to describe the album are magical Christmas tour. You know, I've never really paid attention to the Mannheim steamroller. Like I've heard, you know, tracks, uh, you know, on Christmas radio and stuff like that. But I I didn't really know what to expect. And then like listening to it, I I still don't really know what it is because there's like three or four kind of synth driven, like, Kind of like pre-Trans-Siberian orchestra tracks, so they almost kind of have that, that rock vibe. And then there's like these traditional folky sounding songs and then more classical and even sort of jazzy songs. Like that Silent Night at the end, um, is actually quite, quite beautiful. Um, uh, but that's got some kind of jazzy piano in it and some, you know, classical strings. So I just, you know, I I don't really know what to make of it, but I I actually did enjoy it. And actually, after listening to, like, the Kenny G record and the Susan Boyle in a row, all of a sudden, having, like, a little backbeat on that Deck the Halls was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. uh, Now it's Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... Yeah, overall, I, you know, I was uh, I, I was pleased uh, with the album.
1: All right, go check out uh, Mannheim Steamroller Christmas. There's a whole series of them, but uh, that's the first one they did in 1984. Okay, so that wraps it up for our three choices for this year's holiday spectacular. But we still have some friends and family that uh, wanted to share their favorites. So why don't we hear from Kelsey?
6: What's up, nerds? Happy holidays. My name is Kelsey, and I'm Dude's stepdaughter. I was invited to tell you a little about one of my favorite Christmas albums, and I chose Michael Buble's album from 2011, simply titled Christmas. Buble, I thought, does a good job of paying homage to the time period most of these classics came from, also while still staying true to his usual jazzy and swingy style, Um, and it's really a fun listen. Some of my favorites are Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Silent Night, and Winter Wonderland. Shania Twain shows up for a duet of White Christmas, which I really enjoyed. And their voices surprisingly work really nicely together. He also showcases his ability to sing in both French and Spanish for the songs Ave Maria and Feliz Navidad, and it's pretty effortless. All in all, you really can't go wrong with this album. It's charming, it's lighthearted, and Michael Bublé is smooth and Sincere vocals make for a perfect background for baking Christmas cookies or wrapping presents, hot cocoa in hand. Thanks for listening and Merry Christmas, everyone.
2: Nice. I'm impressed with the the qualities of reviews of our listeners are providing here.
1: Well, yeah. These these things mean a lot to people, so I think it, that's part of what's fun about hearing these these bits is it's also sincere. And that booblet is
3: smooth. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. So much like Santa, we took a long journey through a holiday night, <laughs> uh, and explored the, the world of, of holiday music. Um, I personally, I, I enjoy holiday music, uh, a, a lot, not all of it. I mean, a, a lot of it, you know, is, is, is total crap, but you know, some <laughs> of it is, is, uh, you know, when, it, when, when it's sincere and it's well done, it can be quite powerful. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's so. The records that we selected, you know, coming from this best-selling list, um, they're interesting little snippets of time. I was expecting them more to be like, here's like the all-time classics, right. which there are a few of those of in there. But it's really more like, these are the records from like, here we got the mid-'80s record, you know, Manheim Steamroller, and like the mid-'90s, you know, Kenny G record, and then kind of like this, you know, uh, talent show contestant record in the 2000s. It like, feels like they're very much of these little slices of of history kind of being represented as a Christmas album, um, which is what, you know, Christmas records are really – it's all the same songs, you know, so it's kind of like put a different spin on it depending on what's going on in the culture sort of thing. And That's why people, you know, probably are so nostalgic for these records because it's powerful.
1: Yeah, for me, I mean, I, the holidays in general, like, I feel like it's all overblown for the most part. I mean, if it were up to me, I wouldn't even decorate because then you just got to take it down in a couple of weeks. Oh, my gosh. But the music – you know, now that you know, listening to the stories we've heard over the last few years from some friends and family and listeners, and uh, doing these exercises where we listen to these records more closely, and especially go back to stuff from childhood, like I really see the value in what music does for the holidays and how it can change someone's demeanor. It can grow your heart a few sizes and turn you from a Grinch to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like one step above. You just one, yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: And that's one to grow on. I'm your density, I'm mean your destiny.
7: Happy holidays, album nerds. I have dictated your destiny all year and will leave it to you to close out the year in style with your favorite albums of 2023. I am taking a holiday of my
2: own. Cheers. Wabba is off uh, for the holiday. She'll be back in the new year. Be sure to tune in next time for our favorite albums of 2023.
1: All right, so before we go, we've got one last very special clip from a very special guest. This is the owner-proprietor of Off the Record. It's a record store in beautiful Grand Haven, Michigan. Let's hear from Benji.
0: So, if I'm listening to Christmas music on a vinyl this year, I don't understand how you cannot be spinning Jackson 5, the Christmas album. Pressed by Motown, one of the dirtiest Christmas albums that we've got. Coming in strong with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the Christmas song, Up on the Housetop, where Michael and his brothers just do a crazy beat through that that keeps you going. Frosty the Snowman comes in with the classic vibe. Little Drummer Boy just tapping on your brain, (laughs) Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, making your soul tickle inside your belly. Christmas won't be the same this year, like the classic melody that you can imagine. And then when it comes in, like you go through a couple more chill Christmas songs and they drop the hammer with I Saw Mama (laughs) Kissing Santa Claus. It's just one of those albums that constantly I have to have spinning during Christmas. Happy Holidays from Off the Record.
1: Benji is a very passionate
2: music fan and yes. record lover. This is Jackson 5. Man, I never heard anyone refer to Jackson 5 as dropping the hammer.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought that was great. I love that dude. So if, <laughs> if you're a record collector, you can check him out on Instagram and stuff. Uh, he does some, some fun social media stuff, but uh, I, I believe you can find him on Discogs if uh, you're looking to buy some records. Okay, so that wraps it up for our guests. And I just wanted to thank each and every one of you for contributing. They were great stories, great albums, and uh, y'all did great. Thank you so much. And keep those albums on repeat all season long.
3: All right. What's your favorite holiday album? What's your favorite album from 2023? Let us know. Join fellow album nerds on Discord at albumnerds.com Discord. You can email us at podcast at albumnerds.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at albumnerds. And please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so via PayPal at albumnerds.com support. Thank you so much for joining us on this holiday spectacular.
1: We'll catch you next time. With our favorite albums of 2023.
3: Thanks, listener, buddy. Happy holidays! Did you guys want to hear my Susan Boyle audition tape? Okay,
2: let me hit this far.
3: <laughs> oh, night <divine.
2: laughs> uh, happy holidays, everyone!
4: Merry Christmas, you filthy animal.